0: On this week's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Cheryl Evans. Cheryl's been a friend of mine. I've known her for years. She is now board president of Project Light of Manatee, and she's going to share with you a little bit about her trajectory, how she became kind of an accidental board uh, chair, board president, and what she's been able to accomplish in a very short period of time. So join me in my interview with Miss Cheryl Evans. Hey, I want to jump in real quick. Somebody asked me the other day, what does the Corley Company do? Well, We do three things for nonprofits. One, we facilitate meetings. Yes, like board retreats where we discuss governance and strategy with all the members of the board. Number two, advise CEOs and help them as they make decisions and implement actions to drive their mission. And then finally, we produce podcasts such as this one, but also for a number of nonprofits to help you get the word out, get your message out. So if you're interested in any of these services, please feel free to reach out to Michael at thecorleycompany.com. Now back to the podcast. I'm excited today to interview an old friend of mine, Cheryl Evans. Cheryl is the president of the board for Project Light of Manatee which has really been an opportunity, a challenging opportunity for her. And she's really, really become quite successful in this role. I'm excited to talk to her today a little bit about her experience and that we can all learn from. But Cheryl, thank you for coming. If you would, would you please share with our audience a little bit about yourself and how you became president of the board at Project Light of Manatee?
1: Well, Mike, thank you so much for having me today. I really do appreciate being with you. And uh, it is kind of a strange story. I worked with um, a friend of mine in Manatee County and uh, she had retired and she kept saying, you have to go to this board. You have to be on this board. You'd be so good on this board. And it was for uh, adults to learn English. And I've always been a nonprofit fan, but mainly of like nonprofits for children, So I worked in that area when I came to Florida about 13, almost 14 years ago, I worked in the nonprofit part of educating children. And I did that for a long time. Then I jumped into the Manatee County School District and worked there in an admin as the parent educator for Title I for a few years. And I just felt the pull of nonprofit. And and. I, instead of going back into working in the nonprofit, I thought, well, this might be the time to listen to my friend and go see what it's all about. And so I did. I went to uh, the to meet the president at the time. Um, his name's Charlie. And I met the executive director. And I sat there and I listened. And they kind of interviewed me and they talked between themselves. And I thought, uh, First of all, I was missing the mark in nonprofit uh, education, where I was always going for children. And somehow we give so much money to children and help children. But Michael, what happens to children when they become middle schoolers (laughs) or high schoolers? Right. You know that they need stability. And so if you have children out there that um, had a great start, but they're in middle school or high school and they've lost stability, they go and find it someplace else and probably not a very good place. But if we can educate their parents, and you know how many immigrants there are, in Manatee and Sarasota County. So if we can educate their parents, teach them English, teach them how to navigate society, how to get the green card, how to work, how to fill out an application, and more importantly, how to support their child in the educational school system, then we have these kids or provided these kids support for the rest of their lives. And that to me was the key element and I hopped right on board and was immediately made the vice president. I'm sure you can't tell why.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love it. The passion is there. It's clear that you were mission driven and I love that Cheryl and these are just, you know, just contributing members of society that you're helping out. So talk a little bit about, so you start off as vice chair. Well, wow. Right, you're you're and, and then you evolved to president of the board, so chair of the board. So, can you talk a little bit? How long were you vice chair? How long have you been on the board? How did it come about to you becoming president? And then we're going to talk a little bit into what you've learned in that role.
1: Okay, so when I first came on, there was no vice president, and I was asked to take on that role. And as I was looking at structure, so one thing that I did when I retired from education was I started a couple businesses. And when you start businesses, what you figure out is that you have to have structure, right? And as I was looking at this organization, there was a lack of structure. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I would take this on. And yes, I would do marketing and branding was kind of what they wanted me for. Um, but we had to put some structure in place. Like we need some rules and regulations. We needed to uh, have an updated strategic planning session. You know, I mean, we we needed to update the website. It still had board members on there from I don't know how long ago. So I felt like if I was going to do this, that we all had to be on the same page and that we had to do to move straight, to move forward. We had to do that. And then I quickly learned in this process that, so I worked, closely with the president of the board closely and we started creating things that was really good and there was lots of working together and what we found was that there were some board members that were on the board I mean I'll just say it probably not for the right reasons right like they were there to promote their business um and Uh, I really needed and Charlie really needed people that were as strongly mission based and vision based as we were. And so we started um, going out together and trying to find uh, people to join the board. Charlie then uh, became um, not well. So um, I it was about I don't even know. It was over a year ago. Um, he called me up and he said, I'm stepping down for uh, personal reasons and I need to get healthy and I need you to do this and I need you to step up and you're the right person for the job, you know, and all of that stuff. And so I said, okay, I'll do it, but I'll do it for six months. So I'll be an interim for six months and we'll see how it goes because I needed the ED to work with me. If I was losing Charlie I needed the executive director to work with me. And so I needed to test the waters there. So after six months and we seemed to swim pretty well together, then I accepted the formal position. So I've been in the position for about a year and about a year and a few months.
0: Oh, very good. And I like your your. You, you, you recognizing the importance of the board chair having that relationship with the executive director, that is absolutely critically important because that could either that, that is probably the one of the most critical success, success factors to a, a nonprofit is that relationship between those two. So So as you become president of the board, what have been your biggest opportunities, biggest challenges? I know you've had to build out the board, add board members, and put some structure in. So as, as you took over, what have you worked towards uh, accomplishing?
1: Um, Well, we have a strategic plan (laughs) and um, it has to be updated because we have checked the boxes off on them. So one of the things was like to move, uh, have classes outside of the building. And so we have classes outside of the building now. One of the other things was to um, to get a big, large grant that would sustain us for three years and our growth in, um, the organization. So the Barancic foundation has stepped up and they provided us a three year, um, kind of structured, you know, uh, grant Mm -hmm. to help us build and grow in the organizations in the way that we want to. So those are the boxes that we've checked off. We don't, um, need, to call in volunteers we can hire teachers now so that was a big thing on our strategic plan so that to me has been so much success is now we're going to write a strategic plan and where are we going now where do we go and and it's kind of like the world is your oyster at this point because you don't I don't feel restricted in any way. So do we do we do a parenting thing for parents? You know, do we do parent and children opportunities for families? Do we build on family literacy? It's so that is uh exciting to me and that uh the vision of the future is uh where we're where we're going. But I'll tell you what the hardest thing to do for me was to get board members. That was the hardest thing. And it's it's so funny because you you have a circle right a circle of friends you go to your circle of friends and you you knock on their doors and then you ask them if they have any friends and then you think you have had you've done it all right like i'm i'm texting you and saying (laughs) i got nobody and i think in two sentences you said to me with your personality you gotta get out there And you have to meet people and you have to greet people. And I thought, okay, he's right. And I know more people than I think I do. I've had contact with people way more than I thought I had. And so I just started doing that Um, and just going to things and, and, and meeting people and talking to people. I looked at the donor list also.
0: Very smart.
1: And I thought, hmm, who's uh consistently doni- donating? Who uh one of our board members was a student at Project Light.
0: That's wonderful.
1: And and he he's now a donor. And I thought, well, why are we why why is he not on the board? And he is now. <laughs> so but yeah, it's when you think that you you have you're at your very last straw, you're, you're hanging by a string. You're really not. You just have to go so far out of that box. Um, and you have to call on the people that you believe in, that you've had contact with, that you know will guide you in that right direction.
0: Uh, very good. And your passion comes through and that you exhume passion for the mission. And I tell you what, that's a huge selling point when you're out. Looking for for board members. So I, I really commend you for the work you've done on that, Cheryl. So let's let's evolve the conversation a little bit. I'm curious how you have structured your board meetings. You've got a relatively new board, or of course it's ever evolving. You're relatively new. How have you uh, approached board meetings?
1: Well, um, I, I thought I wanted to be like really fun and I was gonna be the fun girl and I was gonna bring in treats and you know, we were gonna eat and we we're gonna drink, and it's gonna be like this social time, it was gonna be so fun. And then like nobody would show up for social, <laughs> social time. So I was like, okay, well, that didn't work. So then I thought, well, maybe I'm not going to change anything. I'm going to go back to the original structure. And then it has to be a gradual, slow change, right? So I learned that. Um, So our co-founder is Anne, and she comes to all of our board meetings and she has always opened the board meetings with like a prayer and activity, words of wisdom, stuff like that. And so I decided to keep that exactly the same and then maybe add a little activity where we all go around and add to that. Um, And then I put myself first instead of the executive director. And I did that because I wanted to include all of the board members. So somewhere under my report is, you know, this board member giving this report, that board member reporting on this. So it's kind of like, yeah, Cheryl's stuff, but my stuff is really only as good as the people that are there with me. And that's the message that I was trying to send is that, Yeah, it's me, but it's not really me. It's really all of us. And so everybody has a say. And when it's my time, it's open discussion time. So that if somebody has a comment or a question about somebody's reporting, they have um, the opportunity to ask it and talk about it. Now, I do reserve the right to table it for executive session because I don't want things to get out of hand. You know, like some things get brought up, you don't need to have, go into detail with. So I do reserve the right to say, let's hold that for executive session.
0: No, that makes sense. And I commend you for having an executive session. I think that's the smartest thing any board chair can do and have it at every meeting so that you do have the opportunity to have those confidential discussions. So so your ED is also the founder, is my understanding, or maybe it, that's evolved. It, it, yeah. so it must have evolved. So can you talk a little bit about that, then how you interact with the current executive director?
1: Sure. So the executive director, she's been there maybe since 2016, I think. Um, Her name's Elena, and uh, she is absolutely amazing. I mean, she comes with just an amazing wealth of knowledge. And um, I just, and her talk about enthusiasm and love for the mission and vision and all of that kind of thing. So she's been, she was the executive director when I came on. So Um, And she's high energy and so am I. And sometimes when you get two high energy people, it's like lightning. And I think that what we understand is that, yeah, it might be that sometimes. But that's okay because like families do that, you know, you might have done that over Thanksgiving, a little lightning and thunder. We all come back together. One thing that I have for her that she has for me is a great deal of respect. Like I know she is knowledgeable and she is capable and she is outstanding and she has the love and and I know that we're both there for the same reason. So, um, it really, really works. In fact, one of our things was when we, uh, did our board meeting, what are you thankful for? And I said right away, I'm so thankful for Elena. Because, you know, we can have an honest relationship. I'm not that kind of person that goes and talks behind your back. And I don't want her to be that. I don't think she's that way either. She's pretty honest. And so we're honest with each other and we're forthright with each other. And sometimes it's hard. And sometimes you don't like what you hear. But it absolutely, really helps with time management when you can be honest. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, no, no doubt about it. It makes those phone calls easier too. So uh, curious, how often do you interact with her?
1: Uh, So I also teach at the school on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I uh, see her every Tuesdays and Thursdays, but we have a formal meeting every Thursday, every Thursday. And we'll preface it by an email. So we'll put the things in the email so we have time to read over it. So that during the meeting, the meeting is very focused, very factual, and very fast. Um, And then if if we need more time, we always have more time. It's not that we want to just be quick and in and out. It's that we want to use our time wisely. Like you said, we're very small. Our staff is very busy. And so we have to use every minute wisely.
0: Mm, I like that a lot. And that's just going to uh, attract more board members to your organization because everybody loves a very efficient process, whether it's, you know, the your meeting with the executive director and the board meetings themselves. So can you talk a little bit about how you all recognize staff and fellow board members? You know, you talked a little bit that you wanted to be the fun person, have a fun board meeting, and that didn't work out so well. But, and I, I appreciate you trying something and then recognize, okay, we're going to just We'll get there. It's just going to be a different way. But how do you celebrate? How do you recognize uh, fellow board members?
1: I think that that is where I am evolving. So, Elena, her love language is gift giving. So, she gives gifts all the time, all the time she's giving to the board. And so, I just make sure she gets bonuses (laughs) periodically.
0: There you go. (laughs)
1: Um, we have some great funders that help with salaries, specifically just salaries. And so, you know, making sure that she gets what she deserves along the way is very important. Um, and that, uh, you know, we have lunches and dinners and that kind of thing. And then in, at the beginning of the year, we always start out the year with, um, I take each board member to a lunch. And then I just sit and listen
0: Good for you.
1: and hear what they have to say and what they think the vision of the organization should go. And I try not to give any input. I really do just try to sit and listen and take notes and, and um, buy them some lunch. And, and I totally stole that from Charlie. It's not my idea, but I feel like some of the best laid plans are, you know, already laid. You just have to, <laughs> pick them up, get
0: yeah, them to work. Absolutely. And that relationship building with fellow board members is so critical. Oftentimes we don't take the time to do it because we're all really busy. They're busy. And we think, oh, we don't want to inconvenience them. But I tell you what, I encourage every board chair, when you, when you move into that seat, spend time getting to know your fellow board members one-on-one because the monthly meeting ain't going to do it, right? You're You're there, you're in, you're out, it's business it's just the but to really to engage them in one-on-one discussion that that's a game changer uh, Cheryl, so i commend you for doing that i'm sure it's paid off in spades
1: well one thing i'll tell you that has paid off in spades has been this podcast because <laughs> i send this to them all the time oh, no. <laughs> all the time i'm like here learn about this here here because one thing that you have to teach new board members is what the board Role is absolutely right. So we say we're active board members, and sometimes that means interacting with the school. Mm. And they want to go in and make changes in the school, and you're like, no, 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 no. That's not our job. That's right. You know, that's her job. That's not our job. So this has been uh, great sending that message to them.
0: Well, without I, me you,
1: having to say no, without no, no, you no. having
0: to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's true. And you, you got to love the interest in the passion for people wanting to help out in operations. But the reality is, that's not the board's responsibility whatsoever and can really cause, I, I'll say, damage, certainly some hurt feelings, damage, and, and confusion mm-hmm. among staff. So, uh, to those board members listening, and obviously Cheryl's board's going to be listening to this because she's going to send this podcast to them. <laughs> you're doing you're doing right by staying at the strategic level, and congratulations for doing that, staying at that strategic <laughs> level. <laughs> so that's really yeah. good, but Cheryl. As we start to wrap, wrap things up, what what advice would you give to an incoming board chair? What would you do differently, or if if you became a board chair again, what would you do?
1: Oh gosh. Um, structure time wisely. Uh, I never thought it would take as much time as it does. It literally is like a full time job for me. And I, I used to when I was the vice president, I could get everything done in one day. So Thursday was my day and i would do everything on thursday and that just doesn't work when you're the board president because you don't know what's coming up and so it's a little bit of time every day and there are sometimes where you have to say no not today so if i started all over again i think i would work with my time management a little bit better and and my advice to new board presidents is that it doesn't have to be 24 hours a day all day, you'll burn out. And I really think a good board president who has a mission a mission 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 and vision for the organization, you don't want them to burn out. You want them to keep going and giving and and um, moving forward. And if you throw all your hats into one basket, And that's all you do, it's going to be hard and you're going to burn out and you just don't want to do that. You have to have fun. You have to continue your life. You have to have things outside of the nonprofit organization.
0: Oh, I think that's great advice. you got to pace yourself. You're not going to solve the world's problems tomorrow. This is a long game. And to make sure you stay engaged and mission driven, you've got to really pace yourself. You're absolutely right. Cheryl Evans, the board President for Project Light of Manatee, and a longtime friend of mine. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really, really appreciate your words of wisdom and you sharing your experiences with us. Well,
1: Michael, thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for the work you do. I just don't know you have if you have any idea how many people that you touch and change lives in and of yourself. So thank you so much. I appreciate and being here today and being a part of it.
0: Oh, You're very kind. Thank you, Cheryl. Well, we just heard from Cheryl Evans. Now this is recapping with Reed, Reed's observations from this interview. And Reed, what did you pick up when in our conversation with Cheryl?
2: So the first thing I picked up was when Cheryl talked about recruiting board members, you know, you'll exhaust your circles. So you do have to get out there and meet new people, but also take a look at your donor list. Are there people who are consistent donors who might be interested in being board members or you have past clientele that have graduated to a point where, where they could come on and be a board member.
0: Oh, good pickup. Yeah, I, I noticed she said that. I
2: thought that was pretty insightful. Number two. When you come on as a new board president, board chair, don't try to change everything at once, especially in the board meetings. Take it step by step, maybe change one thing, a meeting, um, but don't try to change it all at once. It can cause some some distraction or havoc.
0: Yeah, and some angst. No, no doubt about that. And number three.
2: It is extremely important for the executive director and the board chair to have a great deal of respect for each other. It's probably the most important aspect of the executive director board chair relationship.
0: Yeah. And even though she and Elaine, I'm sure, like each other, you don't have to like each other. You just got to respect each other and respect what each other is doing. So you're absolutely right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Three really good tips from Reed from our conversation with Cheryl Evans. And I hope you will join us next week in the I-501CU, the podcast for nonprofit board members.